West Bowles, good morning. And I'm going to say Merry Christmas one more time. Merry Christmas. We, um, I actually, the reason I say that is because I was given the gift most of this week of sleep. And in fact, we got home from Christmas Eve. We went to my parents' house for um, presents and, and to celebrate. And um, we did about two rounds around the circle of opening gifts. And I just went, I'm just going to, just going to lay my head back. And two hours later, I woke up, and they were all done. My presents, I'm pretty sure, had been returned to the stores, and so I actually didn't even know Christmas happened yet. So anyhow, um, thank you for joining us this morning on this last Sunday of 2018. Um, but I, wanna, I want to open this morning telling you about a guy I know. Um, this is a guy who... Um, throughout the year, you, many of us know there's, there's some sense in going, when you go to the grocery store, if you get plastic bags, um, saving those bags, especially how many, of in, how many of you in here have pets? Okay. And so what do we use plastic bags for, for pets? Yeah, for when they do their thing, right? And so um, this, this guy that I know, he, he was taking his dog for a walk one day, and he throughout the year had thrown all these plastic bags away because he thought, I don't need them, it's fine, and went to take his dog for a walk, and he realized, oh no, we don't have any plastic bags, but hey, what are the chances the dog's actually going to go to the bathroom on a neighbor's lawn? I mean, he's been outside all morning, so they went for a walk, and sure enough, what did the dog do? Well, the dog went to the bathroom on the neighbor's lawn. And the neighbor keeps their lawn really, really nice. And so the guy, uh, did I mention this is a guy I know? Okay, uh, just checking. I didn't want anybody to think it was me. So anyhow, um, the, the guy looked around and he went, oh, I have to do something about what the dog just did here. And all he had in his pocket was a Kleenex. And so he took the Kleenex to pick up what the dog had done on the lawn. And I say all that, number one, to say, again, it's a guy I know, but in case you and I have shaken hands this morning, you might just want to watch him, okay? Um, but, but number two, um, have you ever wished that you had just saved up a little bit? That you had just stored up just a little bit? Because in that moment, I, not I, he thought, he thought, I sure wish I had saved some of those bags. Because there came a time that those bags were going to be needed badly. And see, I think we get all this when it comes to the physical aspects of our life. We get this with doggy bags. We get this when it comes to saving money. We get this when it comes to saving vacation time. We get it when it comes to conserving energy. We understood this if you were alive when Y2K rolled around, right? because we had basements full of freeze-dried food, all for one digit on a clock to change. And so we get it in our physical, in, in the physical part of our lives, but what about the spiritual side of our lives? And so, yes, I know we've been talking about we wish you an awful Christmas. We just want you to be full of the awe of God throughout, throughout December, but also all year and, and your entire life, to be honest. But there's, there's one more person whose life I want to look at who, who played just a small, small role in the Christmas story. That is the mother of Jesus, Mary. And she, what God did with her, I think is very instructive for us 
when it comes to the awe of God and that idea of storing it up, I think there's something very instructive that comes out of the life of Mary. And so I just want to direct you, guess what, one verse this morning, all right, one verse. And it's actually a verse that landed smack dab in the middle of the account of the shepherds that we talked about a couple weeks ago. The shepherds had, the angels had appeared to the shepherds and the shepherds had come to see baby Jesus and they were sharing with everybody all they had seen. And there's one verse in that entire account in Luke chapter 2, verse 19, that says this, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. She treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, if you were to look at the Greek terminology for treasured up, you know what you'd see? It would be similar to um, preserving and guarding and keeping watch over. And the Greek of that, of that term pondered, you would, you would see that it would be something similar to bringing together, okay? And so what are all these things that Mary preserved, that she would keep watch over, that she would guard, that she would bring together? Well, I believe there are things that as we walk through this morning, when you look at the context and you look at the things, the all these things, you know what you'll see? Mary was storing up, <clears throat> excuse me, awe. And she was storing it up for a day that she would need it, that we'll get to. But when you look at it, there's really three basic things, three not basic things, but three things that are very clear that if we will just engage in this kind of practice, I believe it has the effect of storing up the awe of God within us. One of the things or, or a number of the things that I believe Mary stored up in her heart was all that she had seen. I mean, you think about all that Mary had seen up to that point. There was an angel who visited her in her hometown of Nazareth. And if you were here on Christmas Eve, you heard about how people thought of Nazareth. Nobody thought God could do anything there. Nobody thought anything good could come from there. And yet it was there that an angel of the Lord said, I'm going to meet you right there, Mary. And so she had an angelic visit in Nazareth. On top of that, she had the news that she had to break to her fiancé, that she was with child. And so I imagine Mary had to endure, had to endure a very difficult engagement, one that at times may have felt like it was hanging by a thread, and she didn't know if it was going to stay together, and yet God kept it together. There was also the timing of the census that brought all of them to Bethlehem for Jesus to be born and thus fulfill prophecy. There was Joseph's difficult obedience. And then there was when they were led to the place that they were told there was room for her to give birth. Probably didn't look that great. And yet here is a baby in a manger. I imagine that Mary treasured up all that she had seen. And it caused me to think about us. 2018, West Bowles, what have we seen God do? What have we seen him do? Just as a church, if we just started there. And I couldn't help thinking back to our power of one. I mean, when you think about it, there will there, be a list up here. 
But there were the gift cards, a couple different months that were given to teachers at Columbine. There are a number of churches here in the area that have adopted, basically adopted a school to care for their teachers. And so West Bowles has, has taken on Columbine. And so twice this past year, gift cards were bought by, by you, the congregation, to give to the teachers at Columbine, to Chick-fil-A and to Starbucks. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what I'm hoping is that you get the opportunity to talk to or hear from or just maybe chance encounter meet a teacher from Columbine. Because when you talk to them, what pours out of them, the gratitude, the thankfulness for what you guys have done for them is an incredible thing. I, I, last year, early last year, I took the gift cards over to Columbine. Lady in the front office uh, saw this coming and she started crying. She started crying at the front desk and she said, I'm so sorry, I'm supposed to have you write a name badge and all this stuff. And uh, everyone in the office started asking her, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Why are you crying? And she explained, she explained what this church had done. They were touched deeply. And so it's something that we continue to do. It's one of the things we've seen God do this year. There were also school supplies for the Jeffco Action Center for those who couldn't afford to get school supplies. There were shoes for souls for souls. There were stuffed animals for children in the hospital. On top of that, there were also, what we have? They had the Harvest Festival where nearly everybody came together for what? For hundreds of people from the community to come and do trick-or-treating here in our gym and in our church and experience our church. So on top of the Harvest Festival, there were baby bottles. Last January, we filled baby bottles with change for Alternatives Pregnancy Center. There were diapers and wipes given to Love, Inc. There was Donate One, where we ask you to just give a dollar on your way out. There were rent payments made. There were car, car uh, invoices that were paid, energy bills. I mean, you name it, it just goes on and on and on, groceries, gas. All of that is stuff God did just if you come here on a Sunday morning and are part of service. We've seen God do a lot. But if we were to expand out from here, just over a year and a half ago, the church for just over $30,000, was able to build a school in Iquitos, Peru, in San Juan. And this school was built for elementary school children, and every single month, the church has been paying for a nurse and nurse assistant, teachers and teacher assistants, and guards to be at that school so that they could remain open. See, there's impact going on that we may not even know about or have heard about. There's also Juarez, Mexico. We continue to have a team of faithful, faithful people who go there over and over and over, whether it's to build houses down there, to deliver Christmas boxes. We have a dentist here in the church who goes and he does dental work down there. And there have just been individual visits down there. We've seen God do a lot. Locally, this is the 11th year that West Bowles has been a partner with Dry Bones Ministries in downtown Denver. This is a ministry that they find homeless teens. They not only help feed them, clothe them, keep them warm at night, try to find them shelter, find them jobs. But for 11 years, West Bowles has partnered with Dry Bones. 
Now, it's a really cool setup. Our young families group buys the food once a month, brings it here, that's going to go downtown. The youth, the junior high and high school, prepare the food, and then the young adult group take it down one Thursday night a month to feed homeless teens. There are also the local outreaches that we've partnered with. Activate Sports. It's a special needs sports ministry that God is using in incredible ways. One Friday night a month. We have various members of our youth group who have come up through the youth group that have been part of missions from YWAM to Navigators to World Race, as you just heard, Josh Larson. He'll be out in the foyer if you'd like to meet him later. But have we stopped to reflect on what we've seen him do. Now, that's just at the church level. I would ask individually, before we turn the page on the calendar, what have we seen God do on a personal level? Well, if you come back to this passage, there's more. Because seeing what God has done has the effect of of building up our awe for him, but there's something else here. Because Mary not only had seen God work, she had also heard some things about him, about Jesus and what he had done. Because not only was there the announcement from the angel, there was that, but there would come a man named Simeon who had been waiting and waiting and waiting to see Jesus. And he would come approach her not long after this verse in Luke. And you know what he would say? Is he held baby Jesus. He said, this one, this one has brought salvation. This one will be a revelation of light to all Gentiles. This one will cause the rising and falling of many. And he said, a sword will even pierce your own heart, Mary. In other words, he will affect you down to the very core. But on top of that, there was also Mary treasuring and pondering and storing up all that she was hearing. She saw the worship of the shepherds. She saw the amazement of the people. And so it leads me to a second area that I believe produces awe for him within us. Not just what we've seen, but what we've heard about him. And it made me think back across 2018 and think, what have we heard about Jesus? I mean, as we've come together Sunday mornings, We started the year with this series, one of the Gospels of the life of Jesus, Remarkable, out of the book of Mark. And we spent some time there looking at how, and and Mark's emphasis was really that Jesus, Son of God, but also suffering servant. And I don't know about you, but in a very real way, I realized just how much Jesus identifies with my suffering and with our suffering. And in the midst of it, he does remarkable, remarkable things. From there, we went into a series called Overcome. Overcome. And and it really started with that battle that so many people grow up hearing about. And it's an analogy that's used in the sports world, in the business world, all over. But David and Goliath. And as we looked at that, and as we looked at, at some other passages, you know what you discover is that He really is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That the nature of God, the nature of God in us and with us means that we can overcome. We can overcome what comes our way because of who he is 
in our lives. From there, we went to a series on Ephesians called, Who Do You Think You Are? And that was a challenge for all of us to stop. And if we were to just look at the mirror of God's word, we'd discover who we really are in God's eyes. Because too many of us walk around with this narrative about who we are, and we take our cue from our circumstances and our difficulties and maybe what people say about us. And it's in Ephesians that God says, no, this is who you are. And he says that not only on an individual level, but also as a body. He says, you are a body. The church is a body, and it's a body that I want to use in the heavenly realms. From there, we went to a series on all the different generations that we have represented here at the church called Better Together. And this is where we actually got to see some of the practical implications of being a body. And you know what we, we maybe needed reminded of or discovered is that we really are better together. We really are. You can look throughout God's word and over and over and over it's generations together leading one another, influencing one another that makes us better together. It's what makes the body of Jesus strong. After Better Together, we got to November, and we decided to take November, well, most of November, we took November to remember. Because as we come into the Christmas season, there's a sense of looking forward and wanting to rush into it and turn the page on the calendar, and yet what we were reminded is that before we ever step forward, before we ever step forward, it would be wise to look back at what he's done, at his faithfulness in our lives. And finally, we landed at December this month. And from West Bowles to you, we just wish you an awful, awful Christmas. And I had some questions about that, but it really, I already explained it earlier, we just want to and pray that you are full of the awe of God every single day. And there's no better picture, there's no better picture, no more awe-producing picture of what God did than what he did at Christmas. Again, that was all if you just came on Sunday mornings to service. That doesn't take into account all that was discussed in all the different ministry groups here at the church. All the studies, all the books, all the different um, semester sessions that went on. But even if it wasn't structured and programmed, one of the things I love about this church, I have always loved about this church, you'll hear more about this in the new year when we, when we talk about what's next, is who we are. And a major piece of who we are is we are a community. We are a body, which means there are relationships in here that I know, without a doubt, God has used to speak into your life. And God has used you to speak into others' lives. And so the question for all of us is not just what did we see God do this year, it's what did we hear about him this year? And I think too often it's easy to run out the door and we forget these things. In fact, three or four years ago, the top grossing song for the entire year on iTunes was a song called A, 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 Very Good Song. And you may not have heard about it, or maybe you bought it, I don't know. But the reason it was titled that was that the person who came out with it, and it's just 10 minutes of silence, there is nothing, there's not a note, 
There's not a word. It's 10 minutes of silence, and I'm so mad I didn't think of it because they made so much money by putting this out there. But they titled it that so that it would hit the top of every single playlist. Meaning if you did not hit shuffle on your music player, then guess what song hit first? 10 minutes of silence. And I thought, that is brilliant. And people bought it and bought it and bought it and bought it and bought it. And you know what I think that says? Is that there is something in us that before we ever rush into the craziness of life, I think we yearn for that place where we can treasure up, where we can ponder, where we can reflect. And for us, I'd say we can reflect and store up on what we've seen him do and what we've heard him say to us, what we've heard said about him to us. But there's a third piece that I think is a very awe-producing piece for us. And it actually comes at the end of Luke chapter 2. See, 12 years, 12 years elapse between the beginning of Luke chapter 2 and the end of Luke chapter 2. And at the end of Luke chapter 2, Jesus is now 12 years old. 12 years old, and he and his mother and father have gone to Jerusalem for the Passover feast. And they're getting ready to go home, and they can't find Jesus. In fact, Joseph and Mary are on their way home, and they realize, oh, we don't have him. We don't have him. Have you ever been in charge of a child and lost them? 30 seconds feels like an eternity. Do you know how long it says they were looking for him? Three days. Three days. How does that conversation with God go? We lost him. I mean, it could have been a big deal, or God may have been like, nah, it's all right. I, I know right where he is, actually. But for three days, they're looking for Jesus. They find him, and Mary, you can just sense it when you read it. She's upset. She said, don't you know we've been looking for you? Your father and I have been looking for you, referring to his earthly dad. And Jesus' response, you know what it was? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Jesus, of course, referring to his heavenly father. And then it says this. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. How interesting that before he was obedient to his earthly father, Jesus emphasized obedience to his heavenly father. And the verse continues, but his mother treasured all these things in her heart. If you want to know what I think the third awe-creating, awe-building, awe-filling thing we could do is, is not just think about what we've seen him do. It's not just what we've heard about him. It's what he did. It's the obedience of Jesus that we have to stop and think on and reflect on. And so I can think of no better way to finish 2018. As the worship team comes up, we are, we are going to take a time of communion to treasure up and to store up the awe of Jesus' ultimate obedience on your behalf 
and on my behalf. And next week, we'll do our regular style of communion, but this morning, for about the next seven to ten minutes, as you feel led, I'd invite you. There are six different tables up on this lower level. There's one up there in the balcony as well. But as you feel led, would you go to the table and reflect and take part in communion and be in awe of Jesus' obedience on our behalf. And so we'll come back together in about seven to ten minutes. If you'd like to take it at the table, you can. Or if you'd like to wait, we can take it together at the end. Up to you. Well, as we finish 2018, what have we seen Jesus do? What have we heard about him? And what did he do? on our behalf. Those are three very awe-producing things to think about. But I think maybe the greatest reason to do this, to fill up with the awe of God, has maybe to do with where Mary ended up. We get some glimpses of her throughout Jesus' life. But there came a day where Mary would be standing at the foot of the cross. And it does not explicitly say it, but I can't help wondering if in that moment, during, I I can't even imagine, standing there watching, but as she stood there and watched Jesus crucified on a cross, I can't help wondering about all those things that she had treasured up in her heart. I can't help wondering if that pondering that she did through the years Well, I can't help wondering if that's part of what God used to help her through a very difficult moment and some very difficult days. And truth be told, whether we like it or not, there are going to be some difficult days for us. I know enough people in here who are smart enough to know you do not fly through every single day on a mountaintop of nothing going wrong. And I can't help wondering if it's the awe of God on a daily basis that he uses to strengthen us and help us through. The awe of what we've seen him do, what we've heard, and of course what Jesus did on our behalf. A few days later, Mary came to the tomb and she discovered that Jesus had risen. And I can't help wondering, Mary, what did you see maybe differently or maybe more deeply than others who were standing there? Because through the years, you treasured up and pondered all these things. And so, I will close in prayer and the worship team will close with a song, but I'd invite you, as we close 2018, to reflect on three awe-producing things. What have we seen? him do? What have we heard about him and what he did? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for West Bowles Community Church in that you saw fit to establish a body of Jesus Christ here in this location that we could be the body of Jesus. And if we are the body of Jesus, well, then we need your strength to operate that way. And so, As we close 2018, write on our hearts and fill our hearts with awe, not of all the different distractions that come our way. We could could be in awe of a lot of that stuff. But put us in awe of you, 
of all we've seen you do, of all we've heard about you, but if nothing else, what you did for us, what Jesus did when he went to the cross, so that we may live in resurrection life, that we may see it every possible place, that we would see with new eyes as we head into a new year. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.